Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Oh, here's the scoop, guys. (laughs) Here's the scoop. I don't know how to say this the right way, so I'm just going to say it. Realizing that even if I think I say it the right way, it's not going to come across the right way to everybody. Uh, So I'll just say it the way I say it. The last couple months... I have been really in the place I want to be with regards to consistency. And that is a big deal for me because the first six, seven months of Roman's life, I was not. And at times I wondered if I would get it back. I don't know if you can relate to that, but having been very consistent before and struggling, and I think a lot of it was being exhausted And I think a lot of it was related to grief that came up in a new way when Roman was born as it related to mourning Dagny. Because everything that I got to see Roman do that I didn't get to see Dagny do, uh, it it was hard. And and some of it was just total laziness, outright laziness. Uh, and, and, And not all of that stemmed from being tired. I just did not hold myself accountable to doing the things that make me feel my best in my work, in my health, in my fitness, in my marriage, in my home, you name it. And so the last couple of months, I've been in a really consistently great place, a place that I'm proud of, and it has not been easy for a number of reasons. It is still feeling very new to me to be a stay-at-home mom all of the time, except Thursdays. <laughs> Even on Thursdays, I'm still a stay-at-home mom. It's just my husband's here to help. Um, it's It's been tough, but I'm feeling extraordinarily proud of getting things in a place that I feel really good about them. And I get a lot of questions from people of, how do you, people call it stay on track. And today I wanted to share a handful of the things that I am using to stay consistent. These are things that, a couple of them are things that are more tangible, tactical, practical, but the majority of them are the things that I think, that I say to myself, that get me to follow through. Because it's important to remember 
that it is the way that we think that determines what we choose. A lot of folks will try to focus on behavior change and then get frustrated that the excuses and the doubts are still creeping in. But the reason that they're still creeping in is the reason they're going to continue to creep in. And it's if you don't think differently, then you're going to think the same way that brings you to the excuses you've been battling all along. The first thing that I want to start with, and if you follow me on Instagram, you have seen me posting this almost every single day along the lines of something is better than nothing every single time. When I I had to switch gyms so that I could get to the gym regularly. I, I love CrossFit, but the CrossFit gym near me just didn't have a schedule that was going to work with a baby and Chris working and when I'm able to get to the gym. So I got a new gym membership and when I started going, my commitment to myself was to go and do something. It was not 30 minutes. It was not an hour. It was something. I drive there and whether I'm there for 10 minutes or an hour. I'm just going to do something because something is better than nothing every single time. And I will not let my perception of what it should be or what it could be, what it's supposed to look like, get in the way of the little bit that I can do. And some days it was a 10-minute workout. I saw something, uh, there's, there's somebody on Instagram named Fearless Miranda. She's a former CrossFit athlete. Now she has a from-home CrossFit kind of company. And she posted something the other day that I, I think expresses this better than, than I do. She said, lifelong consistency is harder than doing something over the top for a short amount of time. Lifelong consistency is harder. If you truly believed that consistently doing more than nothing was enough, you would be responsible for doing it. And people don't want that level of accountability. So it's easier to believe that it takes a lot of time, that it takes a lot of money, that it takes a lot of equipment. That belief system gives us a way out. I'm going to read that again because this is like, honestly, we could just mic drop end of the podcast. Lifelong consistency is harder than doing something over the top for a short amount of time. If you truly believed that consistently doing more than nothing was enough, you would be responsible for doing it, and people don't want that level of accountability. So it's easier to believe that it takes a lot of time, money, equipment. That belief system gives us a way out. So when I started back to the gym, it was something is better than nothing. I'm going to go and I'm going to do something because it's really more about the consistent effort than it is about some beautifully designed workout plan. And there were days that I would go and I either didn't have a lot of time or I couldn't do the thing that I used to do or that I wanted to do. Like when I got back to the gym, there were things that were uncomfortable still from my C-section. For example, burpees and jump rope were just, they didn't feel good. Burpees felt like my midline wasn't stable enough. And burpees were one of my favorite things to do before because I felt like I could get a really intense full body workout in a short amount of time. But the goal was just to do something, getting back to it. So something is better than nothing every single time. And it's not just with fitness. It's a small improvement in what I eat. It's a small improvement to my business. It's a little bit of time working on my book. I joke that this third book is being written in like three and a half minute increments. 
It's true, but it can still get done that way. So that's the number one thing that has been helping me. Again, as I said at the top of the show, I just feel really, really proud of the place I've gotten to in terms of my nutrition, my business, my fitness in the last couple of months. The other thing that really helps me get in the groove and stay in the groove is something I've been telling myself over and over and over, and that is you can't take miles off the car. I lived for the longest time like the decisions I, were ma- I was making were inconsequential and I could make up for it the next day. I don't know if you can relate to that, but the, the primary way that it showed up for me was in what I ate. And I didn't operate as though it had an impact on my health. I operated as though it was just a matter of, will my weight go down tomorrow or not? Will I lose weight or will I not lose weight? But the fact is, these decisions tax our body. They have an impact on our health. They're not inconsequential. The way that I like to think about it is, they put miles on the car and you can't take miles off the car. And it's, this will come up in the next thing that, that really helps me, but this has become even more real and important as I've had babies. I want to live long and healthy and well. You cannot take the miles off the car. That's not a fear factor, but it's just an awareness that, hey, this choice that I make has an impact and it can either have a positive impact or it can have a negative impact, but it's probably not going to have a neutral impact. Uh, the, other, the other thing that is related to this that helps me a ton, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever seen the cliche on social media. I've seen it a few times and I kind of think of it in a similar but slightly different way. The, the cliche thing on social that was going around for a while was, you know, so many parents say that they're willing to die for their kid, but so few are willing to fully live for their kid. And you can hear mine. I don't know if you can hear him. Chris and Ro just got home. Um, and it's very true. Like, I would die for Roman. I would jump in front of a bus for Roman. 100%. I would jump in front of a bullet for Roman. But that's not required today. And it probably won't ever be required. I, I, the chances of me being in a situation where I have to trade my life for his are slim and none. So what really matters, though, what's more significant that does come up every single day, every single day is... Am I willing to live well for him and be present for him and be vibrant and extend my life as long as possible and not just my lifespan, but my health span? I don't want to live to 100 and not be enjoying life. I don't want just a lifespan. I want a health span. So yes, I would die for him, but that is not what life is asking of me. That is not what Roman is asking of me. What life is asking of me is to live well for him. And I... Some of these things I have in the notes app in my phone and I pin it to the top so they don't have to scroll and find it. And if I'm you know, waiting in a waiting room or I am waiting for the water to heat up and I'm making him a bottle or whatnot, or if he's eating and I'm sitting there just watching him, I will read through it. In any downtime that I'll have, I'll just bring my mind back to these things. Sometimes I journal about them, but I revisit them often. I'm sure you guys can hear him. Uh, Okay. The next thing came up from a business perspective, but I think it applies in so many ways outside of business. Someone in my Amare business posted after hitting a major milestone, she said, it's amazing what can happen if I just don't quit. 
And I think we all have opportunities to quit constantly. That has been most true for me in my side hustles because getting them started, they weren't super successful. And I did have other things going on that were more successful and that demanded more of my time. And to stick with something believing that it's going to pay off downstream, whether that is a business or it's your health or it's your fitness or it's a relationship improvement, it's easy to quit. But like this person said, it is amazing, truly amazing what can happen if you just don't quit. I remember it was oh, 2019. It was the fall of 2019. And I was on a, uh, a trip with Amare. I don't remember where we were, but uh, Costa Rica, I think. I think we were in Costa Rica. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And we were sitting in a kind of like a late night chat session with the founder of the company. And he said, listen, the most important thing is that you just don't quit. That is the most important thing. Cares, it's not going to matter anyway. It is amazing what will happen if you just don't quit. I had to tell myself this recently with regards to therapy, couples therapy. We do it in the evening, like late in the evening, because that's just when it works to make sure Roman's asleep and we're not interrupted. And I dislike that. I really, really, really dislike that. And it's hard. Couples therapy is, is hard work. And I have to remind myself, it is amazing what will happen if you just don't quit. Sometimes that is the standard that we need to hold. Just don't quit in your business, in your pursuit of getting out of debt, losing weight, improving your relationship. It doesn't matter. People around you are going to quit. Don't be one of them. People are going to quit their fitness journey. They're going to quit their weight loss journey. They're going to quit their side hustle growth or their business that they're building or their marriage. Just don't be one of those people. Just don't quit. The next thing that helps me is, uh, I don't remember where I heard of this, but essentially, the, this practice was to pick an upcoming event, not like upcoming as in next week, but something within, say, a year to two years, and really with specificity, as down to the most granular detail as possible, define what you want that to look like. And for me, that's my 40th birthday. So as I'm recording this, March, April. It's in a year and four-ish months or so. Um, I don't know if the math is right. A little over a year, a year and a quarter. And I'm thinking about what I want that to look like. Where do I want to be? What do I want my health to be like, my fitness to be like, my body to be like? Who do I want to be there? What do I want the relationships to be like? Where is my business? What am I celebrating? What has happened? What milestones have I hit? And... I think about that often. It's something that I prompt myself to go through and imagine in explicit detail as often as I can. It's something I do when I'm showering or if I can't sleep at night, the baby's crying and I'm giving him some minutes to soothe himself. That's kind of what I go through. I have a very, very, very clear vision where we're at with our home renovations is very clear to me. What I'm wearing, the types of people that are there and what we're able to do all of those things are crystal clear to me and it helps me stay on the path because it's not something that I'm going to be able to create 
in a month or two. I, I need to be in action now to be there to get there at that time. The next two things might seem like they're at odds with each other, but they both help me tremendously at different times. The fastest way to make progress is slowly. Sometimes, especially when things are going well and I'm in a groove, I have this desire like, oh, if I just do a little more, if I put in a little effort, if I put in a little more time, then I'm going to get more results. And it helps me to say the fastest way to make progress is slowly. And it goes back to that fearless Miranda thing that I shared that, you know, um, lifelong consistency is harder than doing something over the top for a short amount of time. The fastest way to make progress is slowly. Sometimes I want everything done right now in my business. Like I need to get 17,000 things done today. They all need to be done this month. And it's just not true. That's going to cause me to burn out. The fastest way to make progress is slowly. And it's almost like it's a mantra on repeat in my head. The fastest way to make progress is slowly. I just need to be consistent. The most important thing is that I do not quit. And then the thing that's kind of opposite of that, that inspires me just as much, and I use it in different times and different scenarios and different arenas of my life, is if you're tired of walking, run. A lot of people get frustrated by their lack of progress, and so they quit. And maybe they were giving only 60, 70% effort, and they're so tired or so frustrated, aggravated by their lack of results that they quit. Well, give 80% effort, give 90% effort. Instead of being half in, be all in. If you're tired of walking, run. That fires me up when I think of things like writing the book. You know, if I feel like, oh my gosh, this is taking forever, this is so exhausting. Okay, well, am I willing to give an hour before Roman wakes up to it? Am I willing to give an hour after Roman goes to bed, all my other stuff is done, to stay up an hour later and work on it? Because I can give more time. It's absolutely possible. Am I willing to hire somebody to come in and help with Roman for five hours a week? If you're tired of walking, run. It's as valuable as the fastest way to make progress is slowly. Another one that's really helping me is And not all of these are going to be useful for you right now, but maybe there are one or two that you really want to hang on to. What would it take to double my happiness in the next year? I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot because those are things I'm going to have to do consistently now to get to that point then. So there are things in my health that I know if I can just get to this point, if I can get consistent with XYZ, if I can reach this goal, I'm genuinely going to be happier and the pursuit of it is going to make me happier. There are some things financially, there are some things that we want to do around the house that, uh, you know, if I remove the in-progress nature of it and kind of check the box, I'm going to be happier. So I ask myself that question on a regular basis, like, is there something I can do today that would contribute to me being happier in the long run? Not momentarily, because that might be a case for a cupcake, right? But in the long run, is there something that I can do today that is going to help me be happier in the long run? And a lot of times that's about consistently executing. A lot of times that's about enjoying my time with Roman without distractions, not being on my phone, not 
wishing for the next phase, like, oh, I wish Chris would get home so I can go do X, Y, Z. What's something that you could do today that would increase your happiness in the long run? What would it take to double your happiness over the next year? And what can you do about it today? This next one is huge. My life is incredible as I decide to make it, and there is no limit to that. I have this dream of owning a lot of land somewhere in the Midwest, and we, you know, have our house here, but we also have a place there uh, where we custom build a home, and we just have a lot of land to do a lot of different things that are a big dream of mine, and it's totally possible. My life is as incredible as I make it. If I want to have three homes and I want to have seven kids, like all of that is possible. It is all possible in some way, shape, or form. My life is as incredible as I choose to make it. Your life is as, as incredible as you choose to make it. I can do anything with my business if I put in the time and the effort and the strategy and the consistency. I can be as fit as I want to be. My marriage can be as great as I am willing to put in the effort to make it be. And that's a big responsibility, and that depends on how I show up today. I can create any change. You can create any change. This is the next one that's, that's mindset-related, and the other two are kind of practical. I answer my longing with effort. If I long to be healthier, I answer that longing with effort. If I long to have five books published, I answer that longing with effort. If I long to have an amazing marriage and a great connection and a you know, certain vibe and energy in our home, I answer that longing with effort. I answer my longing with effort. If I'm longing for more robust, rewarding friendships, I answer that longing with effort. And then the, the last two things that are very tactical and help in a huge way. I listen to podcasts that inspire me and make me want to do the work. Or read books, right? It's not just podcasts. I, I read books. Like I, I shared a couple weeks ago, I read The Carnivore Code. That really helped me want to do that work. Uh, I've been listening to podcasts from Dr. Jamie Seaman. She is an OBGYN, but really focuses on uh, certain dietary changes for hormonal optimization. I dive into her stuff and I listen to it when I am driving and I listen to it when I'm cooking and cleaning and taking a shower and getting ready in the day. I listen to things that make me want to do the work. Sometimes that's books, sometimes that podcast, but that is a big part of it. Instead of listening to true crime, I listen to things that make me want to do the work to create that incredible life. And then the last thing is the Changemakers Journal helps me a ton because it is taking all of these things from ideas to things that I actually implement day to day. I started the day today. I wrote down, these are my primary objectives. These are the ways I'm going to invest in my life. It is clear. It, there's no ambiguity. It's specific. And I know exactly what steps I need to take so I'm not just going like, I mean, I don't know where to start. I never, ever, 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 ever have that feeling because of the Changemakers Journal. And then the last thing is a mastermind community, right? We have the Changemakers Mastermind. It starts again in, what, less than a week? So that we are in community 
holding each other accountable, encouraging and inspiring each other, having a place to go when we're in a funk, we don't feel like doing the work, so we're not alone in it. We're not isolated in it. Not all of these things are going to resonate with you. Not all of these things are ones you have to act on, but pick a couple of them. Then maybe come back to this episode in a month or so. See if there's something else that really resonates with you and keep doing the work because it is amazing what can happen if you just don't quit. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.